Pentecostal Assembly. My name is Pastor Roy. I'm the lead pastor here. And this is church for the time being. Uh, we don't know how long, but uh, this is obviously not our regular format of church. And you're probably listening from home on your phone, on your computer. But uh, with the way things are in the world right now, this is what it's going to be. And even though the, the doors are locked at the church, that doesn't mean we stop doing church. And there's a lot of things that are canceled right now. Sports are canceled. School is canceled. Uh, community groups are canceled. The church, uh, church, of course, is canceled. But here's what's not canceled. Kindness is not canceled. Generosity is not canceled. Um, conversations, relationships are not canceled. And most importantly, Jesus is not canceled. This morning, I want to speak to you a little bit about fear. And it's crazy what's going on in the world right now. Everything's changing by the minute. Sometimes it feels like the plot out of a movie right now. And it seems like there's no other subject to talk about. It, it, if you, no matter who you talk to, they want to talk about the virus. No matter what, what, when you turn on the news, it's all about the virus. Your Facebook feed, there seems like there's nothing else posted except for that. It, it feels like every email I get... Every company, I now know which, which companies have my email address because every company seems like they want to let me know how they're going to deal with this pandemic. The truth is, we don't know what to do. We don't know what happens next. And then with that, the underlying uncertainty comes fear. A.W. Tozer, who was a pastor and author, said, A scared world needs a fearless church. And I believe as a church, it's our job to spread hope in the middle of chaos. See, fear is very contagious, but so is hope. And I would love to see us as a church be spreading hope during this season and making a difference in our community through our relationships and ultimately have impact on the world. Now, a couple of years ago, I was on a trip to Guatemala, a missions trip. And part of our job while we were there was to build homes for those who didn't have homes. Single moms and those that were just in poverty. They had no way of building a home. Now what you and I would call a poorly built shed, they called their dream home. A place that they had just to put a roof over their heads. And while we were working on those homes, a lot of times the kids would come around and they would watch. And they were so excited and so grateful. If we gave them something even out of our lunch, they were so grateful for anything they had. And they were so happy. They didn't have very much at all. But they didn't realize what they didn't have. If you compared them to a kid in North America who has all the latest gadgets like phones and video games and bikes and clothes and, and you name it. They didn't have those things and yet they were happy. Part of that is awareness. They weren't aware of what they didn't have. They just knew what was here and now. And awareness can make things worse. See, we live in a time and age where we're more aware than ever. We're more aware of what's going on. And much of that comes with living in this age of the internet and social media. Social media is an accelerator. When there's good news in the world, it's accelerated. But when there's fear and there's panic, that's also accelerated. We live in a world where it feels like panic is, is accelerating at a rapid pace. It causes us to feel this fear. The formula for fear is this. More vulnerability plus less control equals fear. I think that's why you see 
everyone buying up toilet paper and hand sanitizer because we feel vulnerable. We can't control what's happening. We feel this lack of control during this pandemic. And in turn, that causes us to just this fear in all of us. I just want to point out, this is not how God wanted you to live. In Genesis 1, 2, and 3, we have this creation narrative. And it says that God created the world and that he created humanity, you and I. It also goes on to say that he made you and I in his image. And what that means is that God created you and he created me to be creative. If you've ever, ever wondered how creative God is, look at the creative genius it takes to make you. You're comprised of a hundred trillion cells. You, you were just, there's so much complexity when it comes to you, you as a person. You were created by a creative God. But what fear does is it puts boundaries on our freedom. It put cap, puts caps on our dreams. It limits your imagination and ultimately your ability to be creative. When you worry, worry is a misuse of your imagination. Your imagination was meant to dream up what could be. But when you worry, you use the same creative ability to imagine negative possibilities that cause you to fear. We're all going to experience fear in this life. Now, there are some rational fears. Arachnophobia is a fear of spiders. Acrophobia is a fear of heights. I don't know about you, maybe you like heights, but for me, there's only a certain point I get to where I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of heights, but again, there's this spot. Here's an odd one. Pentherophobia. This is the fear of your mother-in-law. And hopefully you're not sitting with your mother-in-law right now, but maybe you've experienced this fear, or, or, or not me, not me, but maybe you've experienced this fear in your life. Those are rational fears. Then there are other fears. Some are rational, but some are completely irrational. But there is this, this, there is this fear in us that we try to hide. There's, there's fears that we try to hide. A psychological report was done a few years ago that said the number one fear that people deal with in their dreams is abandonment. Now, we're afraid to be left. We're afraid that someone that we love will die. We try to hide that. We try to hide our fear of failure. We try to hide our fear of vulnerability. We try to hide our fear of intimacy. We don't really want people to know that what we fear. And so we put on masks and we hide our fear. But hiding doesn't help it. Hiding doesn't relieve the ache of our souls. So the question I want to wrestle with for the next couple minutes is, how do we deal with it? See, fear is a natural part of, our, of the human narrative. So how do you deal with it? Well, I found that there are basically four ways that we can deal with fear. Number one is we fight fear. We try to power through it. And many times, it's, that's true. Many times, in order to fight fear, you need to power through. But sometimes you just can't power through certain circumstances. That diagnosis, that car accident, this, this pandemic that we're in. We can't power through, so what do we do? Well, the second one is, we avoid fear. At least we try to. We often try to pretend that thing didn't happen. But what I've found is that when you avoid fear, 
you just create a bigger monster that you need to fight later. So you need to figure out how to deal with it. The third one is this, we freeze. In the midst of fear, we freeze. We don't do anything. And, and, they, and we hope that by freezing, maybe nothing will happen and it will just pass. But the truth is, that's not a great way to deal with fear either. Now, there is a better way for all of us to deal with fear. And if you're a follower of Jesus, this is the most important way to deal with fear. And that's to have faith. Now, let me explain, because this seems like a bit of a pithy statement. Just have faith. But the best way is to explain with the story. Author and pastor Henry Newen once told a story about how when he was young, he was friends with a family that was involved in the circus. Now, he was mesmerized by the trapeze artists. I don't know if you've ever been to the circus and, and watched the trapeze artists, but it's hard to look away when they're doing that part of their act. The, tra the trapeze artists are so strong and amazing at what they do, and their room for error is so small. There are two people involved in the trapeze act. The first person involved in the, in the act, high above the ground, grabs the bar, swings through the air, and then lets go. That person is called the flyer. Now put yourself in that position. You're 30 or 40 feet high, you're wearing a spandex outfit, which maybe that's a scary, a scary thought in itself, and you fly across the air holding onto the bar only to let go. And I don't know about you, but in that moment, my first instinct is to flail my arms around, my legs around, and scream, hoping that somebody will grab me before I hit the ground in a thud. But here's what you need to understand about the best flyers. The best flyers understand that when you swing and you let go, you only have one responsibility. And that is to throw your hands up in the air and trust that there's another person who is who's also swinging called the catcher. The catcher's responsibility is to grab you, but the only way they can effectively grab you is if you throw your hands up in the air and you remain still. Can I offer you this idea? This is the picture of what we are to do when it comes to our fear. We're to throw our hands up in the air and say, God, I trust that you will catch me, and I trust that you will carry me, and that you, will, you have always been faithful, and that you, all, you will be faithful again. See, fear is common. Fear is normal. We all experience it. But you need to know that there's a way to deal with it. This should help. Our fear stands between us and God. But faith puts God between us and our fears. You were never intended to carry fear through this life. Fear sets the boundaries on your freedom. And we are created by a God that wants you to be free. One of my favorite people in the Bible is David. And David lived this extraordinary life. But if you read the book of Psalms, David experienced a crazy amount of fear. In the psalm we're going to look, we'll look at it in a moment, David is running for his life. Later, or sorry, listen to what he says. And, I want to, and then I want to pray for you. In Psalm 34, verse 1 and 2, he says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. 
Come, let us tell the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Now, you have a responsibility in the face of fear. And your responsibility is to let go. Put your hands up. Have faith and trust that if you let go, that the God that created you will be there on the other end, who wants me to be free, who wants me to be free from fear, who wants me to be fear, free from anxiety. Now let me pray for you now, and, and whatever's going to come in the coming days, that you will allow your faith in God to put God between you and your fear, to put God between you and your uncertainty. Let's, let's pray. God, I thank you for the whoever's listening this morning. And it's, it's a natural thing for us to fear. It's a natural thing for us to be a little uneasy about what the coming situation is based on what we see around us in our world, especially with the amount of awareness that we have of what's going on. But God, but God I pray that like the trapeze artists, that we would put our faith in you, that we would let go when we want to hold on so tight to our fear, that we would let go, we would put our hands up towards heaven, and we would put our trust that you are going to catch us, that you are going to be there on the other end, and that this is a season that we're in, and that all seasons come to an end, and through this, God, you are going to, you are going to be glorified. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, for those that are struggling with um, where their next meal might come from, where, where they're, how they're going to pay their bills, God, I pray that you would surround them with a community that would, that would stand in and, and do your work here on earth. And uh, ultimately, God, I pray that you would just watch over us as we have a tendency to let our minds go to the worst places, but that we would act in faith. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.